the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona, 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco here with a special guest, my man who has been killing it in the sports betting community, LJ, also known as Alpha Dog Bets on Twitter. Great to be chopping it up with you, my man. How are we doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Big week of NFL, a lot of news coming in, so super excited to get into it all with you, and thanks for having me on. Of course, and I love the the New York behind you. Of course, we're we're both in the Big Apple. And what I want to do is kind of take the listeners in. So you're a professional capper. You've been doing it for a number of years now, and you've built a community, and people are looking to you to be a professional when it comes to this industry. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are in this space that are doing it for fun or trying to be like you and You've gotten to a position where you are a sharp and you're winning more than you're losing. So before we get into kind of just asking and picking your brain here in all things sports betting, you want to give a quick little breakdown on on what you do and, and where you're at in the sports betting space? Yeah, man. So it's kind of crazy, the journey that I've been. I started this account about two years ago. It was Thanksgiving two years ago, and it was solely just to see if I can do it and have some fun and post bets and meet people and have some conversations. And it really turned into a huge community. Like you said, a lot of great friendships. It has turned into just my everyday life, full passion and now fully into it. So it's been a great journey kind of getting to where I am and providing picks and doing all this. So definitely very lucky to be where I am. I love it. All right. And also host of the off the bounce and for the win, you can check him out on all things alpha dog bets on Twitter. Okay. So let's just get into a little bit of your process here. 
when you're looking at a play, and by the way, you went what 13 and one, 14 and one this past NFL weekend. 14 and one over the entire week of the NFL slate last week. So Thursday yeah. through Monday. Absolutely incredible. I know favorites eight for the first time in a while. So that was a nice little win for us common folk over here going against the big bad books. But can you give us a little bit of your good burger secret sauce on how <laughs> you crack the knuckles and go into evaluating your player? Are you a trends guy? Do you like baiting the public? Do you have certain sites you use that you like that you go to for information? Is it injury for weather related? Just give us as much as you can without giving us all that you have. Absolutely. So it's actually yes to everything you just said. It's a little bit of everything. So my personal style is I look at the slate and go off everything on my own knowledge. I don't look up stats. I don't look up data. I don't look up anything until after I have my leans written down. I like to look at everything with a fresh mind, see what I think of everything from my base knowledge. Once I get my knowledge, I then look into trends and see how my leans would play out historically over the course of a season. So for example, the Packers, as everyone knows, they've been absolutely unreal. So the trend for them is they're six to zero at home against the spread. So I have them written down. I'll go check how they are against the spread at home. I'll check the team they're playing, how they're doing on the road and kind of put everything together. I look into uh, weather a lot as well. I'm a big totals guy. So totals are kind of my bread and butter. That's what I like to focus my most amount of time on. So weather is crucial for totals. Also looking at team pace, you can see how many possessions they have per game. So it's kind of putting everything together, but it's all based off my initial leans. I have to look at everything with a clean slate. That's very important for my success. I found that if I go off straight analytics, straight off numbers without first going off my initial thought and then diving into those plays specifically, I don't do as well. So my best way is to get the initial thought and then go through everything. As far as websites, I do want to kind of plug one website that I love to lose, uh, use. It's called teamrankings.com. They have so much data on that yeah. website. And love the best rankings. part about it, it's free. I don't understand how it's a free program. Anyone could go on it. You go on teamrankings.com and you could pull up how every team does against the spread, how they are straight up in money line. And you can see how they do on over and under. So there's a lot of great things you can find from this website. Yeah, I love team ranking. Saves us all day long and, and intricate as well. Okay, so before you go in and look at the trends, what is your process on finding your initial leans? How do you go in with the man in black blank slate before you dive into analytics? And what are some of the things that you look at in your creative process? So it's kind of all when I go into it and dive into it, I because I look at the numbers each week, I have a general understanding of what I'm looking for. If I see the Packers are at home on a low line, I'm going to initially put that on my sheet because I know how they've done historically this year at home. So it's kind of basing my base knowledge of everything from the eye test. So I, on Sundays, I'm glued to the TV. You can't move me out of my living room. So I'm watching everything. I'm getting as much data as I can. I feel like getting the eye test and seeing everything firsthand is so crucial to being a handicapper. Um, a lot of people go straight off numbers. And me personally, I don't think you can just make plays straight off numbers. I think it's really crucial to have the eye test to understand the teams you're looking at. And right now with COVID, that's such a, such a big thing going on in the world that you always have to make sure you're on top of injury news because every five seconds you could be getting kind of screwed last minute here. Yeah. And how about on the other side, the red flags, the things that you look at that are, are not good. Of course you have injuries as an obvious one, but is there anything else like the recency bias that gets a lot of people week to week and anything on that note you can speak on? 
So yeah, one thing I like to kind of see as well is it's going to be with regards of totals. So if you see a team that's, let's say, plus 10, let's say the New York Giants, because they're a terrible team, we could put them in the plus for this example. Let's say the Giants are playing the Packers and the Giants are plus 10, but the total set at 38 points. So there's not a lot of wiggle room in that 38 projected points for a 10-point spread to be had during the game. So I love to look at those low totals, big plus money plays. Those are a big favorite thing I like to do, a good thing to target for me, because like I said, there's not a huge gap they're projecting in points. So if they're only projecting a low number of points and it's a high plus money play, there's wiggle room there because you're not expecting a ton of points. So that's one kind of secret that I like to target heavy in NFL. And how about one for the rookies out there? Because as you know, Vegas was not built off winners and we're trying to climb Everest over here. What do you think the biggest mistake or mistakes, plural, that rookie bettors make or just people that you see are just stepping on landmines, figuratively speaking, with, with in regards to sports betting? Number one line, the better team does not always win. You have to look at all variables. People will look at a match and be like, oh my gosh, you know, the Patriots are 500 times better than the Jaguars, but the Patriots could have a lot of COVID injuries. There could be a lot of things going on. They could be playing poorly the last few weeks. So I like to always say the better team does not always win. Do your research. And I, I'm fascinated with your NBA approach because your money in, in NBA as well. And of course, NFL, you know, you now have 17 games in a season. You're going against 82. And there's things that I feel in NBA, if you don't mind shifting that real quick, that sure. aren't unlike NFL. Now, maybe exclusive to South Beach because everyone goes to South Beach and doesn't look very good. So maybe they're having fun down there. But Little things in NBA where there's trap games or there's letdown spots. Like, for instance, the Warriors went against the Suns a week or so back, back to back, and then they were dancing against the Spurs. Spurs were getting nine. I had a sharp tell me, take the Spurs plus nine. They won outright. So things that don't really make sense happen in the NBA. Can you give us a little breakdown as I'm starting to shift into NBA here after football season, how you look at the spread and the mindset there? Absolutely. So NBA is its own animal. I love dealing with the NBA because there's so many different factors that play into an NBA game. We all know that NBA is a game of runs, but that does, just doesn't mean one individual game. Teams could go on six to seven game runs where they're just playing out of their mind. And you'll see guys going into hot streaks and they continue that. A prime example I like to use right now is Luke Kennard. I mean, have you seen Kennard's play over the last two weeks? He was, he was uh, promoted to starter when Paul George went down and his numbers have almost doubled. So there's guys that have stepped up and, and trends you could see to pick up when teams aren't playing well. A big thing I like to look at, I, I use team rankings for this again. I probably shouldn't be giving all this away. But on team rankings, you can see how teams do off one-day rest, two-day right. rest, no-day rest, at home. You can really compile a ton of data. And in most sports, I like to say you can't look at the game in a microscope because you want to look at the full season. In NBA, it's really who's hot at the right moment. You have to pick and choose your battles because you see it when it comes to playoff time. The hot teams make a deep run. They're beating teams that are better than them on paper. So for me, you have to look in a microscope in the NBA and see which teams are playing unbelievable. I mean, look at the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Name me four, uh, four to five players on that roster. That's a challenging thing to do. John Morant is out. They're playing with all their backups. They're beating teams by 50 points. It's unbelievable. So you could see when teams are hot and playing well, 
And I try to target teams that are in form. I know that's a big soccer term. I'm a former soccer guy. I know you like soccer. So the informed term is big to me. They're playing at their best. I love that. Well said. And on a general note here, and I, I like to use Vegas insiders for this and they give you the breakdown of where the public money is on the money line, the spread, the over under, how much do you factor in public money versus sharp money? And do you have resources for that, that you also add into your approach with pick and plays? hundred percent. I do. But yet again, back to my original style of capping, everything I look at is after I do my lean. So I'll do my liens, I'll write it down. And then I'll look at everything, including the public betting percentages. I do have the 90% rule. I will be honest. If there is 90% on one side or more, I'm not touching it. I'll either go on the 10% side or I'm not taking the game because Vegas knows something. Vegas is built on losers. If there is, you know, $10 million wagered on a game and 9 million are on one side, Vegas wants 9 million on that side for a reason. So I'm not going to push. I'm either taking the other way or laying off the game. And on a live betting side of things, I, I don't know how big you are on live betting. It's over half of the bets now in today's market. So it's a huge part of the culture. What are your rules? And you can go NBA with it. You can go NFL with it. Or if you're a stay away guy, tell me please why you do. I absolutely live bet. But the problem with live betting and being a sports handicapper is I can't give those out. So I'll send them to my private groups. I'll let my guys know this is what I'm targeting, but they change every second. So if I'm going to give out a halftime play, I'll send that to my clients. I'll count it on my record and all of that. But if I'm giving out live plays, it's I'm giving you guys what I'm taking here. I like to look at teams that, you know, let's say they're down by 15 at the half but they're just not hitting any threes. They're two of 15 from three, but they're open, but they're open. So if they're open and they're a good team, I feel in the second half, they're going to be able to put the ball in the net a little bit better after a little break. I love slamming that live, but I'm a huge person who believes you can't give out live bets on Twitter. For example, that's my biggest space and just post like, Hey guys, I'm taking the Knicks minus seven live. By the time you type it out, the line's at four, the line's at 12. It's hard to get an accurate kind of thing for that. So I see a lot of people doing that. I'm not the biggest fan of giving those out and counting it towards your record because it changes so much, but I'm a huge fan of live betting. Yeah, and just for example, for those out there, just from an education purpose, so good example would be last Sunday night when the Packers went down at home against the Bears 10-0, and original 12-and-a-half line, 12, depending where you shop, and they go down 10-0, line moves to Packers minus three, even saw it at minus 188 on the money line, and they're undefeated at home against the spread, best cover in the league, so Yep. With something like that, is that an automatic fire for you? Or is there an element in that live betting where you're watching and trying to read the room? They eventually covered the original spread and, of course, won the game. Thankfully. But something like that, is that like just give us a little insight onto when you absolutely fire on certain moments throughout your, your work week? I absolutely hammered that live. That was a different situation. I mean, you see Packers, Bears, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the first one to say it. I own you. He owns the Bears. You get a 10-point lead for the Bears. I was posting every three seconds. I was calling all my friends, guys. The Packers are going to turn it on here. You just knew it. I mean, they were getting sacks in that game and giving Aaron Rodgers a discount. Double check. There was a little disrespect there. So when I see something like that, I absolutely hammer it. Um, a good point you made, though, is that, you know, the Packers are 6-0. Six and, six and oh. They were 5-0 and oh against the spread at home at the time. But 
that's the kind of information I take down after I do my initial leans. So I kind of have all that information in my head ready to go. I know which teams are good at home against the spread, which are bad. And I definitely look to take teams that have gone down early and very early in the game, like it was in that Packers game. The earlier, the better, because you have more time to cover that gap. Yeah. And what would you say the biggest thing that people do that's overlooked in, in this space, whether it's NFL or NBA? The biggest thing they do that they're overlooked and in, in which way? That, that people are, are, are not paying, they're, they're overlooking, they're not looking enough into gotcha. when it comes to making their plays. Um, my thing is going to be totals and weather. I see people all the time. I saw a bunch of people last weekend for that uh, Patriots game, Patriots Bills, when it was, what, 30 degrees, windy as heck, you couldn't move the ball, and people didn't look at the weather and hit the over. And it's such a crucial thing in football to understand which teams are in a dome as well because they tend to get a couple more points per game in a dome because there's no weather factor. Kicking is easier. I think it's important to know the environment and what's going on in each individual game. So for baseball, especially too, I know we're not talking about baseball, but just, just for an example, you can see which way is the wind blowing out, is the wind blowing in, that could affect the total in that one also could affect the pitcher stats. So there's a lot of different things with weather, I think, that are very underlooked in professional sports and in, in betting sports. And how about on the uh, parlay teaser side of things? Do you recommend either of those? I'm with FanDuel. They got great options for teasers. Do you recommend those? Do you do them? And then how about, I, I do see you doing parlays, so I know you do them occasionally, but yes. a little bit of your, your kind of method of madness on those two styles of bets. So I look for teams that I think there's no chance they're going to lose. And I'd rather take the money line if I think there's a chance that they can't cover. But my my experiences with parlays is I'm not going to be putting 500 units on a parlay. We all know what happens historically if you strictly bet parlays. They have such a lower winning percentage. I'm more of a teaser guy in the NFL. I absolutely love teasers. Don't tease totals. My, my own feeling, my own opinion. Teasing totals doesn't really have an, a, a much of a, a help as a benefit at the end of the game, it's either going to be over that original number or under. Usually the, the teaser doesn't always help you with the total, but with spreads, I absolutely love it. My favorite number to target is obviously that minus six, minus seven. Like last weekend, you got the Cowboys at a minus seven. You had the, uh, the Saints at a minus five and a half. You do a six point teaser on the two of those. They both just have to win. So I like yeah. doing teasers in that way. You get some pretty good odds that way, but I only do teasers in NFL. In NBA and college football, so sorry, just football. In basketball, teasers do not historically pay at all. You lose at such a higher rate in basketball that I just don't do them. And another rule with teasers is you don't want to go across the zero. So, for example, if you have the Giants versus, let's what, what example, Giants-Cowboys, and the Cowboys are minus three, you don't want to tease them to a plus three because statistically teasing through the zero to make it from a plus to a negative or a negative to a plus – does not work at all. That is a, a sucker bet doing it that way. The NFL season is approaching the final stretch and FanDuel Sportsbook has a little something different to offer during this weekend's matchup between the Bucks hosting the Saints. Because FanDuel is giving new customers 25 to 1 odds on any touchdown scored in the game. That means you can win $125 on a $5 bet. I got to go with playoff Lenny. He's been running the ball gorgeously in the last three weeks. He's got four touchdowns in the last three games. I think with this New Orleans pass defense, not bad in the slightest, an easier bet in a December game is the 
all in ground and pound number seven Leonard Fournette anytime touchdown score. And on that note, in a FanDuel same game parlay, I'm going to go with the Bucks to win on the money line with Lenny. I don't think they cover, but I love the Bucks who have won nine of their last 10 at home in Raymond James. Offers like this are just one of the many reasons I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. It's the number one rated sportsbook app in America. It's easy to use, safe and secure, and fast payouts. They're now accepting Venmo. FanDuel is sports betting made simple, and they're always hooking you up with great offers. Plus, when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up with promo code MONACO this week before the Sunday night matchup. You could win $125 on a $5 bet. Remember to use promo code MONACO so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $125. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee, or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Oh, I love that. I appreciate that insight. All right, and one more question before we get to this weekend slate and a couple of plays, and then we'll get you out of here. What's the biggest thing you've learned uh, along your, your route here as you've gone professional, but before then, what was the biggest mistake? you often made or again you see people doing that you would wish you learned earlier and and got got into it and and got right faster I can't harp on this enough it's the same thing I said earlier the favorite the better team is not always going to win the game my early years of betting was you know you'd see Tom Brady 2008 versus you know the Chiefs before they were good and it's like oh my god a million dollars on the Brady spread absolutely you can't just go into it betting Brady every week betting Rodgers every week you need to know your stuff you need to uh, dive into the numbers and see what's really going on besides the eye test I love it all right well this weekend slate is a unique one I hate to have you on on a week where so many people are out and that's a tough one you can maybe break down a little bit how you go after it I'm staring at this this Patriots on the road at the Colts. I'm I'll talk it out with you for a second. I lean Pats and I'm nervous about it because again, you know, seven straight wins and covers that may always that gravy train come to an end. But I can't tell again, they opened as a favorite. Then the line moved. If that's something where Vegas is trying to tell you a little clue within the line, you have something for me either to talk me out of the Patriots or into them. So I'm on the other side in this one, my friend. Dang this, it! I know, I know. The Colts have been just playing such good football in the last couple of weeks. Um, I know they lost that game at the Bucks, but besides that game, in the last kind of five weeks, they've been playing some fantastic football. And they have the best offensive line, in my opinion, in the game. Dad is going to back that up as well. And their rushing attack is unstoppable. I think they're going to limit the possessions that the Patriots have. Bill Belichick is the best mind in sports at taking away your number one option. Jonathan Taylor has not been able to be taken out of a game this year. Every game he's been having major impacts. He's had games with four touchdowns. 
To me, the battle is going to be, can Belichick scheme up that defensive line to get pressure, push the offensive line into the backfield and stop Taylor? The answer to me is yes. But what does that open up? The screen pass where he is absolutely even better, Jonathan Taylor. They have Naheem Hines as well. And they are healthy, that team. I think they're going to get it done this week. It is a, it is not my favorite play on the board. This is such a great game. There's so many options this week that I am still playing this, but it's not going to be one of my heaviest unit plays. All right. Well, you do make a good case. Uh, maybe he does the Costanza opposite and he shuts down Wentz. <laughs> and we'll see if Jonathan Taylor and JT only can beat the pass. But it remains to be seen. All right. Well, let me throw it to you. What's a play you really like out there that our listeners can, can potentially tail and enjoy? Absolutely, guys. I am riding the Packer train. Right now, they're at four and a half versus the Ravens. Ravens are banged up. They have not played good football. This is an eye test bet for sure. And the Packers, I think, get this done by at least a touchdown. If you take a look at the Packers all games this year against the spread, I'm sure you know they're 11 and 2. They're covering at 85%, which is the best in the NFL. Baltimore is currently sitting, give me one second here, at six and seven. They're in the bottom half of the league against the spread. And against good teams, they don't do well at all. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go and ride the hot hand. This team has won me so much money this year. They've been my favorite team to play. Unfortunately, as a Giant fan, I also love betting the Cowboys this year, which is absolutely brutal for me, sitting there every Sunday cheering on the Dallas Cowboys. But they're getting it done. So teams like the Packers that continuously cover and teams like the Cowboys that continuously cover, they're both one and two in the NFL against the spread. I'm going to keep riding them. All right, well said. You can go one more for me or – you could say a line that you want to stay away from in Vegas that you think's a little fishy. Yeah, so, so this week, guys, what I'm staying away from, which is going to be odd because I just said take the Cowboys. I am not taking them against the Giants this week. Usually the second game of the year between the Giants and the Cowboys. As a fan who has watched this, the Giants compete till the very end. We'll throw a pick in the last two minutes, something atrocious to blow the game, but the Cowboys will get it done by less than a touchdown. They always beat us in this situation, but the Giants tend to cover in this spot. So I'm not touching either team here. I'm avoiding this game. I've seen so much money on the Cowboys in this one, guys. Just be a little hesitant. It is a divisional game, and the Giants officially have nothing to lose. So I think the Giants still lose, but I think it'll be within the 10 and a half points. That's a lot of points to cover. I love it, LJ. Appreciate you. Phenomenal insight. I hope our viewers got better. I certainly did. You can check him out on Off the Bounce and For the Win on Twitter. He posts his shows and Alpha Dog Bets on Twitter as well. I am a huge, huge supporter of him. He is excellent at his work and he takes it seriously and he is all value and no T.O., baby. Just all value. Not, not getting down when he's not getting the rock. Just continuing to bring W's. I appreciate it, Alpha. Thanks for having me on, man. Love your work as well. Great show. And thanks again. I appreciate you. Thanks, LJ. We'll see you next time, man. Absolutely. All right. All right. Beautiful. Thank you you so much, man. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought you were great. You brought brought a ton of of value. And I'm going to go back and listen myself. (laughs) Awesome, man. I I hate that you're on the Colts, but, you know. I, I do feel like I'm on. I know I'm on the wrong. I know I'm on the wrong side, but I'm I'm doing it anyways. I'm going down with the ship. Hey man, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks again, brother. Anytime you want to get any work done, do you want to come on anything of mine? Let me know. I'll yeah, dude, I'm down. We'll. Uh, I got your number now, so we'll we'll catch up. And I know you're right down the uh, right down the street, so we'll uh, we'll go have a beer and watch the game soon. First beers on you, brother. Appreciate you. 
the volume.